the guru is life. Good morning. It's your Real Estate Daily with your guru, and it's the weekend edition, and we're talking wells today. Yeah, we're talking water wells, and what do we need to know about wells? Well, I'll tell you, to use the word well twice. There's a bunch we've got to know about wells. They come up, if you start showing any amount of property that's out and about, you know, in the country, you're going to run against wells. You're going to run against water problems. And you need to know something about it for your client. Good morning. I hope you're sipping a cup of coffee with, with me this, this weekend edition. As I am. And love, loving my Black Rifle Coffee Company coffee this morning. So, Wells. There is so much to know. We could fill the day just talking about wells and water and all the stuff that goes along with wells. Once upon a time, I thought this is no big deal. And then I developed my own property in the late 80s up on Mount Rainier. And we had to put our own well in. And it all hit the fan at the time that, wow, there's a lot to know about wells. And every time you got the well digger that comes in and they start pounding into the ground and you can just almost feel the dollars come out of your pocket. Pound, there goes $8. Pound, there goes 16 Pound, there goes $24. Every time they pound down, you know, 8 to 12 bucks goes out of your pocket. It's incredible. It, and it's not... The, the fault of the well company, by no means. They're doing their job. But you don't know how deep you have to go. Anyway, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Let's talk about regulation, guidelines, and compliance when it comes to wells. There is a lot of regulation that your buyer is going to have to go through. And yes, the guidelines of the regulation and being in compliance with the overlays of the area, absolutely a must. You've got to get somebody that knows this stuff. Here's what you don't have to be. You don't have to be the one that's knowledgeable about all the regulations. You can be thankful for that this morning. You can be glad for it because there's so many regulations when it comes to putting a well in. And where can the well be? And how many feet from the septic? And how many feet from the creek? And how many feet from a pond? There's all kinds of rules and regulations when it comes to wells. But let's get into the first big issue, which really isn't a regulation so much. It's one of these things, if you haven't experienced it, I hope that someday you're out and you get to experience experience this issue, and that's water witching. I have actually been out with a water witch and had them water, and and I thought, what are you doing? You've got your what kind of stick? They said it's a willow stick, and I understand there's different kinds of sticks that can be used for water witching, and they take their stick, and I always thought it's a, it, it's this why looking divining rod sort of thing and theirs was straight you know I thought how can the stick be straight I thought you had to have the the you know the Y and the and, and the the thing is stuck out there and it and it pointed down to the water somehow uh, how can this 
be accurate. And, uh, and believe me, nobody was more skeptical than your guru. I thought, this is insane. He goes out, there was a gentleman, this is years ago, back when I was developing the property in Mount Rainier, goes out with his water witch and says, yeah, there's water down here and it's going to be about 160 feet. And I thought, you can tell that by a stick? Did you go look this up somewhere? No, no, I've been water witching for years. I can tell the stick is pointing right here. I'm going to mark it for you. This is where it did. By the way, we dug, and that's where the water was. I can hardly believe it. But now I've experienced it a couple times, and I am a believer. The water witching is a for real thing. If you have experienced water witching in your life, whether as a professional or private, whatever you've done, put it in the comments. I would love to hear from you. Have you went out with a professional water witch that have, has witched for water and found water? Or, or what was your experience? Throw it in the comments. I would love to hear from you on the water witching. So also take a moment, like the program. I mean, I, you know, it really is just heartening. I love it. It, it just it, it makes my heart expand when people hit the, hit the like button or the love button, things like this. I just dearly love it. So please hit, hit the like button on this. Put a comment in and go over to YouTube and subscribe to the show so you get those notifications. You also will open up the Guru member-only events and notifications and special opportunities that come to only the Guru members. So you'll want to go and open that up. The address is right down here in the banner. You can take a look at that. And let's get back to our topic of water and what... So we got all this witching thing that happens. But then you get into the, the drilling. So you, you jump through the regulations, you feel like you've made it through regulations and the guidelines, and you, you've got your company that can bring their drill rigs in, and these drilling rigs are huge. They're these monstrous rigs that, that come in, and, and they're pounding down in and drilling and pounding and drilling and pounding, and then you start thinking to yourself, and I started off with this, the cost. You've got to start planning for the cost up front. So you've got your client that comes in and they say they want to develop their own piece of land. And of course, you've got lots of questions for them. Well, when you say develop, do you mean you want to put a house on? You want to put a house on a place that's already preset? And you're, and in your own heart, you're thinking, please say you want to put a house on to something that already has power, water, and septic. But then you have people that say, no, I want to put a house on, on raw land. It's never been developed before. Well, you know you're probably getting into having to put a well on. There probably isn't water or septic out there. So you're going to have to deal with these issues. Also, power. There's probably well, raw land. I can guarantee you there's going to be no power stem on raw land. There may be power in the street. There, there may be something on a telephone pole down the way, but there's not going to be anything on that particular property. So you're going to have to deal with bringing these three major 
components onto the property. And they're going, the, the number one question that we just predicted, you can probably put it in the comments now, what you believe the number one question is going to be from your client. And the number one question for your client is, is, well, how much is it going to cost me? And of course, you know, in the industry, we always like to have an answer. Isn't that, let me sip my coffee here for a second. We always want to have an answer for our client. You know what I'm going to say next. It, it's coming at you. And the answer is, it depends. Well, of course it depends. This is the answer that absolutely is accurate. It depends. It depends on how many holes do they have to drill and how deep do they have to go? You know, we're all praying that once the drill starts happening, that we hit water at about 70 or 80 feet. That reasonable depth to get good, clean water, and yet, you know, not go so deep that it's just crazy expensive. Because you start getting down to 300 feet and things like this, it can really get expensive. Remember, every time it pounds, it's going to cost you money. So you have to start thinking about how much will it cost? Well, I can't tell you today how much it's going to cost. I can tell you I see average wells in the Northwest running about twelve to $20,000. But that is a, that's a huge span. And what comes with the well? Well, the well has to be shafted. The well has to have, you know, a pump house with it. Because you have a well, that doesn't mean you have a pump house yet. Unless you're hitting an artesian well, that is a pressured water source. And in fact, remember those regulations we spoke about? If you hit an artesian well, you're unlikely to be allowed to use it because those are pressured water sources. And the regulations will tell you whether you are going to be allowed to hit and use a pre-pressured water source that's naturally pressured. You may have to end up recapping it. Now, check your regulations. Go with it. Okay, so we were talking about what is it once you get the well, you, you, the drilling's done, and you've got your well, and it's got a cap on it. You've got water down in the hole, and they've shafted it. Okay, you're up to that point. You don't have water to drink yet because the water is still in the hole. And your clients say, well, I've got, I, I, we have the well, don't we? And, and you're looking down there. You're on the property, and you look down, and, and, and there's the hole, and it's got a cap on it, and it's been shafted, and it has a cap on it. But how do you get the water? Well, that comes with a pump house. And guess what you're going to need with a pump house? You're going to need power. Remember that power stem that wasn't on the property? Well, you're going to have to get power to the property. Because power supply will will pump that water out that's what you're going to have to have you know a lot of people think they hit water and the water just shoots out of the ground like crazy and that's not the water will come up to the water table you drilled it in and it'll come up as high as the water think about you know putting a, a hose between two two glasses of water they're going to even themselves out it comes to the natural water line the water table 
It's not going to just shoot out. So you have to get a pump that has, it goes down in the shaft and pumps that water out. And that goes to a pump house. Again, unless you hit some kind of a natural artesian well of some sort. So electricity is something you're going to have to have. Unless you're planning to live your life on on a, a, a generator pump of some sort, which I know there are some out there. I have not had to deal with one personally. But there are other forms of pumps. There are windmills. Windmills, of course, are a wind-driven pump system. That's what windmills do. They generally pump water. Now, not all there are certainly other windmills doing other purposes. You can have a windmill that is that that is milling things that has a good strong wind on it and, and, and it's geared for that. But most windmills are old-fashioned windmills are meant to pump the water and keep the pump going. So you're bringing that water out. That may be a way around electricity. In modern wells, you've got to think of electricity. That, that's what you're going to need. So you're going to need the pump house. And so putting the well in is one cost. Putting the pump house in is another cost. Just on one of my properties that I just sold, I had to put a new pump in a few years ago on it. Before This is before selling it, of course. Had to put a new pump in. The pump was seven thousand dollars. Well, the pump and some and some shafting work we had we had to redo on it was seven to eight thousand dollars. So the pump and the pump house and the repair of it, things like this, these can be expensive items that you need to make your people aware. Remember, you are the source of the source of information. You don't have to have all the numbers. You don't have to have all the information. By no means, this is such a, a, a complicated thing to deal with. Water is complicated. Who would think? Let's take, let's take a drink of, of our coffee this morning. That, of course, has water in it. So who would think of what, that getting water is so complicated? But water, we need a fresh source. We need a good, so fresh source of water. And that is a big deal. So where does the water go when you, when you pump it up? Well, for some systems, the pump itself and the water source itself can supply enough gallons per minute. That's the gallons per minute. Some are powerful enough to supply enough gallons per minute. You don't have to have an extra pump holding tank. But for a lot of them, for a lot of them, you need to have an additional holding tank. In fact, nowadays, in modern times, there are few of these systems that don't have at least something for a holding tank because it's, it's just a better system. It's more consistent water. It's consistent into the house if you have a holding tank system. Even if there is enough pressure coming out of the pump itself. And let's talk about how much water is coming out of the pump. 
So if you only have like two gallons a minute coming out of the pump, by the way, that is little. That is a tiny well. If you only have two gallons a minute coming out of the pump, you don't have a very good well. Or maybe you don't have a very good pump. You've got some kind of problem going on. And most lenders will make you go back and put in a larger holding tank, a 1,000, 1,500-gallon holding tanks to pull this together to make a sustainable process. Because two gallons a minute can be okay if you have a large enough holding tank. But think to yourself when you're taking a shower. You know, a shower can can take, you know, 100 gallons. I don't know. I, I haven't looked it up recently, but it can take a lot of water. Let's say it takes 100 gallons. Well, if, you're, if your pump is only running at two gallons a minute, how and how long do you want to take that shower to get enough water to wash your hair or, or to wash your body? It's getting, So the holding tank will allow you to have enough pressure to take a reasonable shower to run your house, to bathe, to wash the dishes, get, get drinks of water, all that stuff. Now, you may have a, a system that's giving you 15, 20 gallons a minute. The system I have right here, we had 17 gallons a minute. It was great. And we still had a 500-gallon holding tank, a surge tank, that supported the house. We still had a 500-gallon tank and had thought about putting another one in, even though the system itself pumped at 17 gallons a minute. That's healthy. That's not nearly as big as a lot of them. I mean, you have systems out there that are 100 gallons a minute. They're, they're, they are cranking. They, they, they could support lots of homes at that kind of rate. Those are wonderful, large systems. Okay, but let's get out of holding systems. because Storage tanks are very, very important. And there's all kinds of storage tanks and pressure systems and pressure tanks. Valves and distribution systems. You may be sharing your well with more than one person. There's all kinds of ways to share your well. It might be just that you have your own well. It could be. Not necessarily. When they say a shared well, you might be sharing your well with your neighbor. Now, let's talk about water testing. We'll get back to the sharing thing in a moment. Let's talk about water testing. So water testing. If it is a private well, even if it's shared just with your neighbor, so it's minorly shared, just a couple of you. So it's it's a private well system. You need, at the sale of the property, you're going to have to request the water to be tested because you have to test it for chloroform and all these other minerals, and, <coughs> excuse me, and to find out what's in the well. Let me take a sip of coffee here. Now, testing your well, it can run a few hundred dollars, depending on the tests that are being done to the well. So test, and it's going to take time. Someone has to come out, and they, and they want to collect the water off of the wellhead. So you're going to need to know where the wellhead actually is. 
and water testing is important. But if you are on a public system, you don't need to test those because there are automatic generated into the system records and you need to request the records that are in the system. Now, if you are on a private well system, but it is a larger private well system, for example, there's a bunch of these out there. There's some right on, on Mount Hood, by the way, where they have a community on a private well system. So, you know, there's 50 houses or something on a private well system. Those systems are large enough that they're mandated by the state that they have to be tested. So on those also, all you have to do is request the records of the system. Not difficult, but they're, they are being tested on a regular basis to make pe sure people are safe. All right, let's get back to the shared wells thing. So I mentioned that where wells often are private, but private can mean that you're sharing it with your neighbor. In fact, sharing a well with two, three, or four other people can make the well much more affordable and is common to happen because wells are expensive and the upkeep on the well is expensive. But when they are that small, and it's only shared you and another person or three people, there's not regular testing mandated by the state regulations. Now, I would say have them tested regularly. But you have to, as the, as the representative of the buyer, you have to go and request a test to be done of those smaller systems. Those small Private systems, you have to request a test to be done. Shared wells are can be wonderful systems, and it can lower the cost over time of the well itself. Now, wells, by the way, are not the only way to have water. There's other systems to have water. My mom in Oklahoma... Mom is still with us today, 87 years old, and she grew up in Oklahoma where they had a cistern. Now, a cistern is an open water gathering system often dug into the ground, catches well, to me, catches rainwater and other runoffs. And it simply holds the water, kind of like a pond. Not the cleanest system. Mom would tell me that she would push away the bugs on the top and dip down in deep to, to get a drink of water. Uh, you know, that, that doesn't sound very good nowadays. But I'll tell you, there's still lots of cisterns around. It's still a legitimate way to have water on your property. Maybe you don't want it for your own drinking purpose. Maybe you want to have a cistern for agricultural purposes or your or your livestock purposes, but cisterns are still a legitimate way to have water on the property. So you may run into these. The question, of course, will be is, do you take your drinking water from the cistern itself? That will be the question for, for, to the seller of the house is what are you doing with 
the cistern. Putting in these systems can be expensive. The system, you have to start off in the development of raw land. Well, today is on water and wells and, and, and all about that. And the, the, everybody remembers the show Petticoat Junction and, and how we could see, you know, the, the start of the show and the girls that were swimming swimming above the building in this open tank. That was a cistern. It was gathering water for, for the community to use somehow. Of course, it, it, it was a comedy show, but they, they were up there swimming in it. Because, but the water tower wasn't capped. It was wide open to collect the rain. That is, a, that is simply another form of a cistern. It's not built into the ground. It's simply an above system, but it's open to collect things. All right. And now that I'm dating myself with even mentioning Petticoat Junction, for those of you who remember the show, throw a comment in. I would love to hear from you. Have, have, do you remember the show? Do you, do you remember the start of the show and, and, and how it happened? All right. So we've been talking today about water. Water, of course, is critical. It's critical to us, our clients. If you can't have water on a piece of property, the property is of limited value. Let me just get that out there right now. The property is of limited value if you can't have water on it somehow, whether it's a public system or a private system. Water is critical to life as we know it. As carbon systems, we water is critical to us. We have to have it. So when someone comes to you and says they want to develop a home on a raw piece of land, there are three things that come to you that you need to mention right up front. Number one is water. Number two is power. Number three is how do you get rid of the waste, and that is septic. You have to have these three components. But always start with water. Is water available? Because power, we usually can get power there one way or another. Even if we have to bring power in through alternative generation methods, we can usually get power there. Septic, if you can get water, there'll be some way to probably put a septic on the property. Usually, usually. But water is the quintessential key thing you have to deal with to start any project of raw land development and that starts always with zoning and regulations and guidelines and compliance. You have to get into that. And the easiest way to do that is to be the source of the source. And that is to go to a water a drilling company, a well drilling company that can tell you. They have the records and they can tell you about it. All right. If you do not have a client that has had to go through this. Maybe you're not doing clients out in the woods. Maybe you're not doing clients that far out. Even in the city, we have to be aware of water sources and where they come from because water is always critical. A little easier when it comes to public systems, but let's make sure you have lots of clients. Let's make sure you have lots of leads coming in and lots of clients that you're converting over and making offers as well as selling their home. I want to make sure it is my personal goal 
to ensure that you have sales, whether it's sales by buyers or sales by listings. Either way, I want to make sure you have them lined up for your business and you are building your business like crazy. If you're not, if this is Saturday. If you're not busy showing homes or doing open houses today, then let's build your business and put deals in your pocket starting immediately with our Kickstarter program and our one-on-one -on -one coaching that we can start putting money in your pocket right away. This is Real Estate Daily. It's the weekend edition. I am your real estate guru. We've been talking water today, and I'm looking forward to helping you build your business.